0: All right. Hello, everyone. So today we will be, wow, recording our fourth episode. We actually did it. Um, so we will be talking about Stacey Abrams, who is a Democrat and a politician. She is also a lawyer, a voting rights activist, and an author. So she holds many, many hats. A little backstory about her. She ran for governor of Georgia in 2018, and she ran against the Republican. Brian Kemp, who ended up winning, but he didn't win in a fair way. His win was very controversial, and for the following reasons. 1.5 million people were purged, so their names were removed from the voting polls. 53,000 people's votes were put on hold, and 3,000 people weren't allowed to register as new voters in the state of Georgia. There were very long polling lines, and the polls were only open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., so if you were working during that time, you probably weren't able to vote. But if a particular city had more than 300,000 people, then the closing time would be extended to three, uh, to 8 p.m. Overall, the, this election was a clear case of voter suppression and voter suppression is a strategy that prevents specific groups of people from voting. And it's often used to change the outcome of an election. Voter suppression has a long history in America and it usually affects black people. For instance, they had to complete multiple taxes as completing literacy tests or, like, paying poll taxes, and they were often physically attacked or harmed if they tried to even vote. So, yeah, so I'll pass it on to Jari
1: to explain further. All right, so there was usually 30 questions, and you only had 10 minutes to finish everything. And the tests, they weren't fair. They were obviously created so that Black people wouldn't be able to vote. And... On a picture, I'm looking at the research right now for one of the pictures of a test. And one question, it goes, draw a line under the first letter after H, and draw a line through the second letter after J. That's not that bad, you know? And then, in the space below, write the word noise backwards and place a dot over what would be its second letter, should it have been written forward. Then, like, the, they just, the questions are getting, like, crazy, because, like, why are these even questions? Okay, this is the third question. Draw a triangle with a blackened circle that overlaps only its left corner. I mean, I guess you can do that one, I guess. I don't know. Um, the fourth one. Look at the line of numbers below and place on the blank. The number that should come next. 2, 4, 8, 16. I'm assuming 32 would be next because you're just multiplying by 2 it's two, four, eight, sixteen. And then the next question, look at the line of numbers below and place on the blank, the number that should come next. three, six, nine, and then 12. So I mean, some questions like this one right here'd be this one's going up by three. But I mean some questions are easy, some aren't. Some just like kind of like nonsensical questions that like they shouldn't be asked if you're going to vote. Like why do you need to know like mathematical questions to vote for a president of your? country you know like the supposed land of the free you know you shouldn't be getting these nonsensical questions <laughs> and the thing is that just because you're black only you are taking the test not white people and if you got one question wrong on a lit- literacy test you would automatically fail the whole test like tell me how is that fair
0: and you only have one
1: to take it so it's really not fair like these questions they're th- 30 questions 10 minutes And some of these questions are making me have like a double like a double look at because some of them like make sense some are nice and easy and some are just like nonsensical questions like the triangle one with the circle one like i guess that would make sense but like you have to like think about them long and hard to where like it's a 10 minute you only have 10 minutes to make to finish it and they just don't but it's just crazy how like shows that the government is trying to hold back black people and when was this test made like how long ago when did they make this? It's actually pretty recent. Like if you think about like when black
0: people started voting, that was probably like I'd say 50, 60 years ago.
1: So it's not that long ago. And that just shows that it's like this stuff is still happening today. I mean it's not as bad as the literacy test today. But in little ways, stuff like this to suppress black people it's still happening today. And Today we're going to talk more about that in more of the and more of Stacey Abrams views. But it just shows that I mean there's many ways of black people being held back. And we're going to explain that to you. So I'm going to pass on for Christian to talk about. Actually, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about before I pass on to Christian. But poll taxes, there was another they were also another deterrent because they had to pay a certain amount of money before they could vote. And that amount of money would vary from person to person and also physical violence was very pretty self-explanatory black people would be threatened beat up even killed for trying to vote so that just says a lot for how far we've come to today's voting tactics but now i'm going to pass it on to christian to talk about her views
0: Actually, i'm so sorry i don't necessarily agree i i mean i agree with the fact that you said we came far but at the same time if they're able to like shut down certain polling sites due to like to try to change the outcome of an election i don't think we've come that far i just think that there's newer tactics that can be used to like stop people from voting
1: yeah that makes sense actually yeah
0: so people don't even know to vote anymore like local and state elections aren't getting the recognition that it deserves but these presidential elections are such a big deal and people talk about them for so long but the president can only do so much if you don't elect the right people in your local and state government then it's nobody's going to make a difference because they're the ones that actually make a difference in your state and counties. if you don't vote for the right person then when you complain about something being done incorrectly i mean nobody's going to do anything to change it preach yes <laughs> <laughs> Bye, George. but yeah I mean it's just it's something that I definitely had to learn especially since all of this political stuff and quarantine but I think it's important to like at least mention
1: very true yeah that makes sense honestly but not just to like agree with you but that does make sense we honestly probably haven't come that far I mean we've come far in some ways but not far enough as far as we should be so like To the point where like we can't just accept how far we've come because we still have more change a lot could still be changed and a lot more progress should be happening
0: i love that you say that i love it because i hate being stagnant personally Mm -hmm. so imagine when like i don't know i don't think that we can ever just be satisfied with the bare minimum because sometimes the things that just go on are the bare minimum like say a bill is passed or an act is passed to help prevent us from harm's way, from cops, or whatever. That's the bare minimum. That should already be happening. So I don't know. I just feel like we should expect, we need more. We have to demand more. And like, we have to go all right. We have to go about it the right way.
1: How do you feel about that, Christian? Like, do you agree? Do you disagree?
2: I really do agree with y'all. Cause you know how history goes here. They try to, you know, Dodge us from using our voices one way or another.
0: Do you think that's going to change anytime soon?
2: I definitely hope so. But I don't know, maybe it will just be forever. Uh, how do you say it? Permanent within this country.
1: Let's hope not. That's why right. we're trying the good, the hard, long fight to make sure it doesn't stick.
2: Stacey Abrams basically created some group such as Fair Fight Action to fight against voter suppression. And there's also the Southern Economic Advancement Project and also the Fair Count to help Black people and other minorities to hopefully get them into the 2020 census and have an equal balance with minorities included You know to get their wore it out so they could get support.
0: Why do you think all these organizations are important? And like, do you think there was a need for them in these communities, especially like uh,
2: Georgia, state of Georgia? Well, yes, of course. Because it is very historical. I'm going back on this point. It is very, like, it's very sad that like we're still kind of here because like, you know, they're still just trying to shut minorities down
1: one way or another. I 100% agree with that because, I mean, I can agree with the fact that they're trying to keep minorities down because the U.S. loves doing that. I mean, that's all I can really say on that topic for now. Is
0: it just the U.S. or is it like everywhere? Like, I don't want to seem like that one person, but like, I feel like no matter where you go, there's always like a person or a country that like, at one point or time hated Black people. Like, you know what I'm talking about?
2: No, you're not lying, though.
0: Like, it's crazy because basically, like I was saying before, um, there's racism everywhere. But I guess we tend to focus on the racism in America because that's what we experience firsthand. That's what we see. And that's basically all that we know unless we do our research or if we, like, look on the news and see things. But yeah. What do you guys think?
2: Well, I know that there's racism and colorism. All around the world,
1: I agree with Christian and Winnie because there is colorism all over the world. There is there's ignorance all over the world. There's racism, and it's just, I mean, in order, I can't really say that racism is going to really just disappear because that's kind of it's built into the system where it's like (laughs) it's never going to disappear. Ignorance that you can work on because it's like you need to focus on what you're saying and like maybe not say half the things that you say that are ignorant like a lot of people on tiktok they'll just be saying things and not realize that they should not be saying them but like once they get checked then like that's different because they're like oh wow i shouldn't be saying this you know but colorism i mean colorism that could definitely be stopped if people in magazines or like big 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 people like in like um like the news like newscasters like anyone big and important in the world if they stop or like model like modeling if they um if they showed people that like black is beautiful and like every skin tone is beautiful then colorism probably would not really be a thing i feel like i don't know i mean honestly i think it's always going to be a thing but if everyone made like if everyone knew that everyone like every skin tone was loved I don't know, like, do you guys get what I'm trying to get at? Yeah. Like, if, like, if they didn't, like, if big companies didn't post, like, what the well-thought beauty, like, the beauty standards of, like, white women, and, like, when, um, like, in, like, 19, like, the early 1900s, whatever, when black women would, they would straighten their hair, because the beauty standards were to have hair of, like, a white pin, person, yeah. person, look more European, yeah. Exactly. So it's, like, there's the beauty standards need to go. There shouldn't be any beauty standards. Everyone should be beautiful in any way, shape, or form. And once those go, then maybe colorism would probably be gone. I don't know. I doubt it. But it could probably be a start if the beauty standards were, like, deleted from the world.
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that people are willing to change their ways once they're set on it? And do you think that things like colorism, racism, and all these things are taught? Or do you think they just naturally happen?
1: Oh, okay. I can. Let me get started. Okay, so honestly, I think it's taught. It's very much taught because you are not just born racist and ignorant. Because once you come out of the womb and you're walking around, you know, on the playground with your black friend and you are white, they're buddies. But like, unless the parents are like, no, Kyle, don't hang out with Jerome. Don't. I don't want you hanging out with him. That's when they're like, oh. Like, it's just taught. It's a taught thing. And you just have to focus on, like, breaking that chain of. mm, Like, teaching
0: to, like, oppress other people.
1: Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, exactly. It is not. It's taught. That's it. But what do you think, Christian?
2: Yeah, I was about to say, just like you said, the point of ignorance is taught. Like, you're not born with it yeah
0: exactly I think it's because people naturally want to be better than another person and like it's evident that I'm sorry like um people of European descent I'm gonna call you out real quick like the ancestors that you guys had they clearly wanted to be the best race better than us and they created like they really created the concept of race and everything like that because do you really think that the Native Americans were sitting there like oh we're just we're just a separate race no they just viewed each other as humans they viewed everyone as humans that's why they were so welcoming and ready to teach the british people about how to forage your food and how to stay warm in the winter and help them out and then in the return they got killed and were raped and were just used and then black people were killed raped used and tortured Mm
1: -hmm.
0: all because one person or a group of A group of people wanted to be better than the next group of people so
2: Mm.
0: no I just that kind of mentality that kind of mindset it's just what's hindering us because instead of working together we just all want to be the best and that's what I keep noticing
2: yeah like sometimes some people are too competitive even
0: Mm -hmm. like we're all fighting for the same like sometimes like even people in the black community we're all fighting for the same thing but I guess People want that recognition of, oh, I was the next Martin Luther King or I was this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like they just want to be that name. And sometimes I don't think being that name or having that household name is that important as long as the job gets done.
2: Yeah, just like, you know what that reminds me of? What? Is um Fred- Frederick Ham- Hampton. Frederick who? Hampton.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to tell me who he is.
2: You know, like, uh, oh, well. Judas and the Black Messiah, that main character there, there was, like, a part in the movie where he was, like, where they were, where his people, like, his little, uh, his chapter of Black Panther Party were, like, uh, like, supporting him and being, like, um, get out while you can, like, and he had, like, all this might Well, just like a bundle of money or something um, that could last him, like think, I think maybe five years or something in uh, Algeria or, or some country across, um, you know, across the pond. And but he he kind of made the point of like, this isn't about me. It's about our people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So he wanted to keep fighting here in America
0: tie it into Stacey Abrams I feel like that's what she's doing in a way and I'm not trying to like glorify her or whatever but if you really look at what she's accomplished I feel like that's exactly what she's doing because she she says that all the time whenever she does something she's like I didn't do this for me I did it for you and like she's like teaching these people through her work okay you have to vote because this is the change that you can make and if you don't vote your voice isn't going to be heard and you want your voice to be heard. Like she literally went around telling people, go vote, do it, make a choice. Even if it's not for me, just vote to have your voice heard. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't do that nowadays. Like I know like when Trump and Biden were going at it, like it's clear that, okay, you have to vote for me or you have to vote for this bum. And it's just like, no. She went about it in a way where it's like, you can vote for me if you want. You can vote for him if you want. Just vote. Just do it. So I feel like that's that's really dope thing of her. Like, you know, she, she registered, like, over 800,000 people in the state of Georgia alone, and wow. that's why Georgia flipped to blue for the first time in...
2: I never knew that.
0: They wow. haven't done it in 1992. Like They were always, like, a red state. until now because she convinced people vote do it like you have to vote because this country depends on your vote that's crazy Mm-mm. imagine if she didn't do all that stuff didn't tell people go vote <laughs> i don't even want to think <laughs> about it <laughs> so she worked mainly for low-income and middle-class people and she like fought for reproduction rights She supported military families. She protected public education and Medicaid from budget cuts. So if she didn't defend them the way that she did, these things like public schools and Medicaid, they
1: would have lost even more money than they have now. Okay, so for reproductive rights, so one thing that she says, due to the way that she was raised and her religious background, there was a point in her life where she believed that abortion was wrong. But she ultimately made the decision to learn more about it and realize that people should have the choice. And see, that's the the growth mindset that a lot of people should have. Like, in the beginning, when she was, how she was raised and her religious beliefs, she believed that that abortion was wrong. But as she got older, she educated herself and realized that abortion isn't as wrong as it, it was made out to be by her religious beliefs when she was younger. If you get what I'm saying. Also, and a part of her 2018 campaign, she made it clear that she wasn't just doing it for political gain. She advocated for it on social media and also in real life. So, the abortion ban in the states of Alabama and Georgia did the following. They criminalized the procedure, meaning if a doctor were to perform an abortion, they could face almost 100 years in prison. One, I feel like that that's a little much. 100 years in prison, that's like a whole lifetime. <laughs> what, for killing a non-alive? No killing uh not even killing sucking out a ball of cells
0: it's, yeah okay imagine getting a hundred years or up to 100 years in prison for doing something that should be a right for women mm-hmm. what are you going to do raise that child if he ends up having it and doesn't mm-hmm. want it and mm-hmm. think about it if people real, there's always this argument with the pro-lifers that oh millions of infertile women would want to have a kid but there's also foster care centers there's adoption centers and if you really wanted a kid that valley why wouldn't you want one that's already alive and like fully developed Mm
2: -hmm. exactly
0: like you you care more about the balls of cells than like a person Mm -hmm. or a kid that's already here like they're literally being abused in foster homes usually they're slipping through the cracks of the system or they just have so many stigmas around them in a good home If you say that you can provide one, would actually fix most of their problems. But anyways.
1: Honestly. They're more of
0: a ball of cells than a person.
1: Honestly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, because they really be standing outside of these clinics with with their with their signs and they be chanting and harassing people that just want to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe that what's it called? Alabama and Georgia. They, like, literally criminalized the procedure. And it's crazy to me. I'm glad I'm not living down there.
1: Mm-hmm. sweet. Lord. But, so, another example. So, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, he signed this law called a heartbeat law that banned abortions for pregnant women that were six weeks pregnant. And if a doctor were to perform the procedure, they could face 10 years in prison. Yeah, okay. a man did
0: this. Mm. A man signed this law. No. Okay. Sorry. Great. <laughs>
1: right. So six weeks. That's what two months. That's three. That's, that's not um, even like
0: a month. It's like a month and like a a little
1: over a month and a quarter.
0: I like just.
1: Isn't that fine though? Because it, it has to be under two months. I heard under two months. Then that's when um the abortion. It's like that's when it's too late. They said so that infants aren't
0: considered. Okay. Infants that are born very early aren't considerable to be viable until after 24
2: weeks.
0: (laughs) Six weeks is when a pregnancy, like, if you're six weeks pregnant, that's when the fetus starts to become visible.
1: Mm, And then the
0: doctor has to
1: determine whether or not it's viable. I'm going to ask some questions for you, Christian and Winnie. So, what are some of the things that could happen if someone isn't able to get an abortion because they're too far along? Well, I feel like they take matters into their own
0: hands. I feel like if, you, if you're if you trying to tell somebody that doesn't want to have a kid that they have to carry this kid, then they're just going to, they might harm themselves or the baby or the, the fetus, sorry, I should say. So, I feel like it's it's not right. It should be illegal to force somebody to do something that they don't want to do like that. And I don't know. I just don't think that any good would come out of that. Because if you're really telling somebody, yeah, you have to keep this, even though they don't want to, you know, they're probably going to kill themselves. They're probably going to, you know, get rid of the fetus the old fashioned way when other women weren't allowed to have abortions or when they didn't want their husbands to know
1: hmm What about you, Christian? What do you think about that? What are some of the things that could happen if someone isn't able to get an abortion because they're far too long?
2: I don't know. I feel like that definitely gets more controversial because it's more developed now mm-hmm. and it starts looking more human.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And like, I don't know, like, e- even if you try to kill it off, like, it's just still in there.
1: I mean, at that point, why don't you just, like, put it up for adoption? I mean, I feel like you might get attached to it once it comes out. But if you don't think you're up for parenthood, then you could put it up for adoption.
0: I feel like it's more than just, like, feeling if you're up for parenthood or not. Because, like, say say you got raped, right? And you got pregnant by your rapist. Some people, they, like, carry the kid and, like, they keep it. Because that's their decision. And I respect that. But other people, they just can't they don't want to they don't want to have that reminder that okay I was raped and now I have to carry the kid like it's a really traumatic thing for them and I feel like if they didn't know for those six weeks because sometimes people don't know or they blame their weight gain on like feeling sad or being stressed at work or whatever the reason is and oh wow I'm like six weeks in one day and I can't get an abortion now so now I have to carry it or I didn't know for like 10 weeks or 15 weeks, and wow, I actually have to carry this kid longer. I feel like that mental stress would cause them to dive over the edge.
2: Yeah, like, I don't get how that would work.
0: I think they killed themselves. Mm-hmm. I Or I feel like they would try harmful tactics to get rid of the baby, or sorry, fetus. Baby's just such a common word. That's why they would try harmful tactics to get rid of the fetus and it would end up hurting them and the child. So like, you know, when something dies inside of you, if you don't, if it doesn't get out the right way, you can become septic and die. So it wouldn't work out either way, unless there was like medical intervention or stuff like that.
1: But I don't know. Okay, so another question that goes off to what Winnie was saying. When women weren't able to get abortions back then, what were some of the methods that they used, and were these safe? Oh my goodness. These methods these methods are really, like, what's it called?
0: Extensive. So, trigger warning or whatever. Just don't try this at home. <laughs> this is not the right option. I prefer you guys to go to an abortion clinic or, you know, parent, uh, Parenthood. So, they use hangers and insert it up their vagina. They would swallow gunpowder. They would throw themselves downstairs. They would also beat on their stomachs with a tool called a meat pulverizer. Like a big meat mallet and just bang it on their stomachs. And say they got pregnant during the winter time and it was snowing outside. They would spend outside they would spend the night outside in the snow and just like, you know, freeze. Hopefully they would have a miscarriage after that that was the goal how do you guys feel about these practices and do you think that they're safe to do now at all
2: i think they were never safe mm-hmm. and it's just so 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 bizarre
1: um honestly i mean it this just it just shows how desperate they were to get rid of the baby the fetus the baby because either they couldn't take care of it because of the, the money or because maybe if it was, it was earlier on, so I'm assuming it was like, uh, I don't know if it was like plague times when they did all this, but... No, it's I like, I think it's
0: because of their husbands, too. Because, you know, the men had control of their body. They wanted more kids, give them more kids, I think.
1: But no, they definitely are not safe practices whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. But that just shows how desperate they were. As I said before, it was a very... Because a, a lot of women would have like nine kids and they just keep having kids because it's like they couldn't, I guess the husbands just wouldn't wear contraceptives for some reason. So they just have kids and kids and kids. But yeah. And what is the next question? And also, okay, this is the last question for reproductive rights. Why is a man signing laws about women's bodies?
0: (laughs) I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) That's almost a million dollars (laughs) question. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. I just
0: think that it's funny to me how that was able to happen. I, I wish that he got more of a women's input. I'm not too familiar on how he decided to go about Signing this law, or, or even creating this law, I'm not sure. I'm gonna be honest with you. But what I do know is that I I hope he consulted with women on a broad spectrum of political background, ethnic backgrounds, just in general. Because I don't think that he had the right to sign a law about a woman's body and what they can or can't do in the state of Georgia and Alabama. I just, I don't think that's his place. I don't think he has a uterus. I don't think he has a vagina. I don't think he has periods or menstrual cramps or, you know, any of that pain. So I don't think that he should sign a law about our bodies, especially if we're going to be the ones carrying it and going through all of that. Anyone else has something to say?
2: No, I was just going to say, we made some really great points. I think we summed this issue up really well.
0: Christian since you're the only guy here I kind of want to ask you a question so would you feel comfortable making a decision based on your mom's or sister's body say they had to there was like a law and you were the only since you were a guy you were the only one that can like have a say on that law but it was for your mom's or sister's body would you feel comfortable making that decision or law happen?
2: Not exactly, but, like, I probably would make the decision based off of them. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I would ask them, at least.
0: So, if you had to make the decision, you'd ask them for their input and go off of that? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not bad.
2: I mean, because I don't think, it's not even, like, there's not a great chance of death in the procedure, right?
0: Bullshit? No you do it the right way, if, like, you go, um, the safe way about it, yeah. There's not a high chance of death. It's only, like, when you do it at home or, like, like, those methods that we were talking about earlier, yeah, you could have died easily from that. Over here swallowing gunpowder like it's candy. Yeah, you could have died.
1: (laughs) You're horrible, (laughs) Winnie.
0: That's funny. Yeah, I mean, if you do it the right way, like going to a Planned Parenthood Center or an abortion clinic, you should be fine. And if you listen to the instructions of the doctors, it's just crazy because they don't even have that option or their options are
2: restricted now. So with education, Stacey Abrams did not want to fund any of the um, charter schools because she wanted to focus more on public schools so those kids in public schools can get more you know benefit like beneficial education like especially if because most of them are minorities.
0: Just to clarify on what Christian said she didn't want to put more funding into them because if you think about it private schools and like charter schools they usually have like outside funding already and stuff like that. So to put more money into it would be excessive, especially if like kids in public schools already don't have a lot of things. But you can keep going, Kristen, sorry.
2: No, 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 that's fine. Okay, so she wanted services for more children, services for children such as counseling, dental care, English as a second language class classes, and overall additional support for students in all aspects of their lives and not from just educational standpoint.
0: I think this is so important because school, like, I'm sorry, school, I feel like they focus so much on the education and whether you're gonna pass this test or pass this class, but they never really sit down and realize Hey, maybe my students aren't doing okay because of X, Y, and Z. Maybe they should talk about X, Y, and Z, like their feelings, what's going on at home, what's going on in the community. And I feel like we just started doing that because of everything that's been going on and like the racism and everything. They've been like trying to check more in on us, but you can tell that it's like, oh, it's only because people had to die for you to check on us, or a pandemic had to check, had to happen for you to ask us are you guys okay yeah we're we're doing fine we're hanging in there okay let's assign you 50 more assignments (laughs) am i crazy like
1: honestly so true (laughs) does that happen at your schools too Mm -hmm. yeah honestly like i have this one teacher right now like she's what's it called posting we have we have a research paper due and of course since we're seniors it's mandatory so and then she's posting other homework as well on top of it and then she'll post, she be like, okay, do the introduction page. I'll do for tomorrow. And mm. it's like, they just don't care about, like, our mental health, you know? It's my, I'm going to be honest. It has been
0: declining. And it's like, you just, you have to still go to school. It's not like you can take a break from these. So, as I was saying, basically, you can't avoid going to Jari. If you keep singing, over. <laughs> So basically, as I was saying, there's not much you can do because what are you gonna do? Not go to school because you're sad. Can't really, can't really avoid going to school, and that's something that I realized. I don't know. I just wish that there was something in place, whether it's like counselors or like mental health days, where you literally like just tell them, "Yeah, I just need a mental health day, like not go to school for just this day or just this two days." to get it together and i'll turn to my assignments on time or later but i just need time for me i wish there was something like that in place but unfortunately there's not it's not at my school i know Chris wanted to say something about it so do you remember what
2: you were gonna say yeah i just want to say on a personal level like i i do honestly have a bad case a bad case of senioritis. And, but, like, I think I, I only failed one class uh, last semester, and then I got a letter, and then, like, which caused my mom to freak out. And it was, like, like just this one subject, and then it's, like, you need to, like, pass uh, this many classes or whatever to graduate. And, yeah. Like that's all they care about, I feel like is what just... do you mm-hmm.
0: hmm? I was gonna say, what do you need in order to feel supported by
2: like your school? Uh well this is probably just me, but like less assignments.
0: I mean that's valid. I think we all want less assignments and or like yeah, at like... least a longer like due date
2: or extension period. And don't you think this should be like um that like all this is key kind of busy work in a way?
0: I, I why we never had this much work that I remember
2: doing. Like mm-hmm. I feel
0: like it increased after once they realized, oh yeah, they're home. They're not going to go anywhere, so let's just right. give them
1: more work. <laughs> right. Like I don't know what their their thought process was during that. <laughs> like we're not being taught at home, and we'll have actual homework, and then we'll have what the um the what is it the asynchronous homework for the day and classwork
0: and then you have to take notes on top of that do additional readings
2: yeah
1: it's just so extra for no
2: reason yeah and all these essays oh yeah
1: you'd think they'd cancel the essay since we're like home and not together like at school maybe like lessen the workload or the amount of like papers due for the research but no, it's still the same amount. I, okay. I get that they have to like
0: teach us, assign work and everything. But like, it's just like how every single class is like, like five essays do the same week or like, you know what I'm saying? It's just crazy. It's doable, but like, at what cost?
2: Mm.
0: Like, I'm literally like staying up until like, Four or five a.m. doing work, and then waking up for seven fifty classes, and then staying up until three thirty. And it's like there's no time for me, but there's time to do the schoolwork. And especially my fault, but I just feel like if you don't do it, then the work's just gonna pile up, and then oh, it's late. I'm not gonna accept it.
2: Yeah, I feel you there, and that's why, like, like I try to have a balance of like. Oh, I did this much. I worked this much on this assignment or this subject. And to, you know, balance, you know, my mental health and everything. Mm-hmm. Let me take some breaks here and there.
0: I personally can't take breaks. Like, I don't know. I do take breaks, but like it's not like breaks, breaks. It's just okay, I'm gonna go sleep now. Like it's not I personally just don't take breaks. I take like naps that last A long time. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think that there's any, like, healthy mechanism to deal with all this stress in a panoramic.
1: not the panoramic? (laughs)
0: Panoramic, (laughs) pendulum, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) In the middle of a pandemic? (laughs) No, especially now. I feel like counseling should be offered. Or, what's it called? All these other things that she put in place should be offered around everywhere, everywhere, not only in Georgia. And dental dental care. I like how she incorporated that because it shows that like school, yeah, it's important. But like if you if you're not good physically, how are you gonna go to school? How are you gonna you know what I'm saying? You're gonna worry more about like the dental problems or the health problems rather than paying attention in your English class.
1: Honestly. (laughs)
0: but is this how would you feel if we had the opportunity to get these things growing up
1: like (laughs) (laughs) like what things growing up like the things that Stacy's trying to bring in yeah okay honestly growing up if I mean honestly when I was younger I wasn't really going to the um like elementary school if they mean like high school then sure it'd be a lot more different because the counselors that we have at our school now basically they're only there for just um college really and just like helping you get through college and scholarships doesn't seem like they're actually there for like the actual problems high school students have especially during especially the problems that we're having right now especially with like the seniors who are missing out on half the things that they should be getting aren't getting getting, getting. The, the right the panoramic <laughs> so i mean i don't know but yeah there's i definitely agree with the the counseling the dental i mean <laughs> i don't know how that goes with school and education but
0: yeah i'd be fine getting some free dental It's because some people can't like <laughs> you know some people can't afford free lunches i mean lunch so they gave them free lunches so like if some people oh, can't yeah. afford dental care then hey i'll we'll help you out and
1: like not you can worry that's more true. about that's so confusing what's about it i'm confused like, how come- but, like, school lunch and school- No, so much- they make crazy. I mean, no, 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 I know that, but, like, uh, it's nice of- what I'm trying to get, it's nice of her- of how, like, she's, um, giving out free, like, dental care. Mm-hmm. But, like, you- like, you know, there's- she's kind of, like, passing out free dental care is like, free lunch. That's so crazy.
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you need to eat some lunch. At,
1: like, so- <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like, I'm not making fun of people who take, having free lunch because, honestly, I have it. <laughs> I do, too. So, it's like, it's not a bad, exactly, it's not a bad thing for having it. I'm just, like, crazy how she's free dental when it comes to education program. But, I think it's smart, I though. I mean, that's good for her, honestly.
0: hmm
2: I wouldn't mind.
1: Like, I'm I'm for it. Right.
0: Would have covered the cost of my braces. <laughs> honestly?
2: Can I just say something that's still kind of on topic yeah i've just within these past four years especially going into senior year specifically i've been through so many teachers like what teachers just that? like as in uh they leave
0: mm-hmm.
2: and honestly i'm sorry but it's just Logie it kind of gets annoying and like you know that could mess with someone's brain
0: no, i get what you're saying i i don't like when people leave either like, even if it's, like, a teacher, like, like a staff at camp, for example, like, whenever they would leave after I got attached to them, not in, like, yeah. an, unhealthy, an unhealthy way, but, like, oh, I'm used to you being around, like, I like your presence type of way, like, it would just, like, it would make me feel some type of way, because, but I know it's not their fault, necessarily, but it's just, like, damn, like, who am I supposed to talk to now? Oh, well, especially if you like that teacher and you had, like, a bond with them, it's kind of awkward when they're not there anymore. Do you think that it's something that's needed in our
1: school systems? Just not only for you, but, like, in general? And I think I said, I think I touched up on why. Like, counseling-wise, I definitely think that it should be in all school systems. Because a lot of people need counseling. And at least, maybe they don't need it, but, like, it's good to just have it there just in case they ever do you feel like just going to talk to someone. <laughs> but I feel like it definitely should be in all schools free of charge.
2: <laughs> same I totally agree with that.
0: When I think about it, I think about it like in terms of the younger kids. Cause I know even though like some younger kids they don't really like talking about their feelings like that. But what about the ones that do talk about their feelings, but they just don't have anywhere to go? So if you have free counseling there and they're able to talk about their feelings and learn like okay I'm feeling this way because of X, Y, and Z and start working on like, how to think about it in a good way. I feel like Mm -hmm. they won't be so messed up when they go to high school or middle school or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just wish that... I don't know. I wish that they had opportunities. And, like, I like the fact that she's giving them the opportunity to have it young and, like, have it throughout, like, school. Especially in Georgia. I'm I'm just thinking about the little Black kids there. Even the little Mm. white
2: kids. Especially because us as you know, minorities or um, people of color, we weren't provided any resources Mm -hmm. at all. So like, just imagine the pressure.
0: Imagine them hearing about George Floyd down in the South and hearing like everyone dying in the South, all these black people dying in the South. And then just hearing other adults invalidate, like how you feel about that. And you're like six, how would you feel about that? And how like, if especially if you couldn't talk about it, Uh, I think that would really mess me up. So I just wanted to touch upon her influence before we close out. She inspires young people and people in general to get out and vote for who they believe in while ensuring that their voices are heard. And she also wants us to look at issues in a practical way and that we have the power to make changes, not only in our own communities, but like just in general. And lastly, if we have something to say, we should just speak up and say something. No matter if she agrees with you or not just say your piece she actively fights for other people and i think that's pretty cool and yeah anyone
1: else have anything to say um i mean she seems like a really nice political person i mean from what i've heard so far maybe not nice doesn't even matter about the niceness it's more about like what she's doing and i like how she grew from the fact of growing up in a religious household and not liking abortion to growing up and breaking the stereotype of a religious person not liking abortions so i like that and how she grew because that is what a lot of people should do as they get older they should grow intellectually and just like move past the ignorance of things you know but yeah that's what i like about her and also her how how she's um I mean what she's trying to do for education and a lot of people who need help out there. That's about it.
2: Yeah, I'm here for all of that too. Like I, I love a person or a character that, you know, can grow from within. And improve upon okay. themselves. You know? Mm-hmm. I I agree. I agree. 100%. Because, like, you need it's really great to have an open mind and, like, you know, like learn for yourself and from yourself and even from others. Like, learn how to take good critiques mm-hmm. and apply it.
0: She's really open to everything. Well, she's open to hearing everything and she's, all o- like, open to hearing others people's opinions, I should say. That's really good, especially in a candidate. Oh, and to mention she is a black melanin queen, and we love that. We love that. Period. All right. Bye. 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 Next episode. Bye, guys. See you next episode and tell your friends. Now stay woke.